James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of your favorite internet marketing podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Timbo Reed. Right there is James Shramko. Hello, James. G'day, Timbo. How are you? Mate, I'm excellent. And you know what? Uh, whilst you're sitting in a very comfy chair uh, at your mantelpiece, is there a fire going, by the way, or is it just a comfy chair at your mantelpiece? I've got a blanket instead. It's safer. <laughs> <laughs> Old man Shremko. I've, I'm sitting in my new home office. I know it might be a bit boomy because I haven't got the uh, I'm, I'm getting some soundproofing tiles, some soft furnishings uh, on my wall at some stage in the next week or so, but um, I'm quite excited about that. One of the things that um, stops me recording as frequently as I know you'd like to and I'd like to is that it's just it's hard for me to find a quiet space with three kids and um, I think I've finally got one which I'm quite excited about. You know, my wife suggested today that I get a 20-ton shipping container and deck it out with that egg carton stuff, you know. Great. Put it out in the backyard. Not a bad idea. That'd be a good studio. Well, I'm I know hoping that, she um, wouldn't lock me in it or anything and ship me off to another country, but um, <laughs> I think from a soundproof point of view, that'd be pretty sweet. Maybe she may well bury it underground. That's even nicer. It'd be very sweet. She may well have intentions um, of shipping you off overseas. Um, you might wake up one morning and you're in Manila, which probably wouldn't be a bad thing because you'd get plenty of work done. But, It'd be um, fine. <laughs> I, I know Lukey, uh, Luke Moulton, a uh, friend of ours, um, suggested one day when I was looking for a nice quiet place to record, he sent me a link on car sales to go and check out a um, an old Volkswagen, uh, you know, like van, which uh, that, that had its um, it had its upside. But, Luke, uh, well, that, that name seems vaguely familiar, but it seems to be slipping away. You're not breaking ooh. up with me, are you, Timbo? Not at all. <laughs> no. And Lukey's not slipping away because I know he listens to Freedom Motion. Hello, oh, Lukey. No. G'day, Lukey. But, but uh, no, no, it's, uh, it will remain familiar. I have um, Luke and I host um, up until up until today, actually, we host uh, together small business, big marketing, but... Um, because of Luke's full-time job commitments and full-time family commitments, um, I've taken on 100% ownership of that podcast. And uh, today is pretty much day one. We went uh, live with our last combined episode. I listened to that one. You didn't like it? Uh, that, I found that your expert was as confusing as <laughs> they come. And I, I have no idea. What, okay, what okay. Let, let's about. just be clear here. Uh, well, we can we can we can beep his name out. Don't mention his name. I won't um, mention. But but it's inter- it's interesting you say that because uh, that interview. I mean, he's a pretty as you say. He what, what was your your I, line? Th- he, I think he, he fell into fame. Yeah, he must have gotten famous by accident because um, considering his topic and the way that he attempts to describe it and his self profession that he can't teach. And from your stunned <laughs> silence throughout, I presume that you had no idea what he was on about either. It was just, well, just I, my between-the-lines assumption. I may be wrong. Uh, a couple of things. Um, we'll go behind the scenes on that interview, hey? A couple of things there. One was that um, I hadn't used I, – I haven't used his system. Luke has. So Luke gets it and was able to ask 
rather intelligent questions about it, whereas I was more, I was actually more interested in how he became famous I love as a that. result. I love of, that you were asking him that because that's where he probably wouldn't expect you to go and that's nah. probably the highest value to an established uh, expert who wants to become yeah. an author or someone someone as the, the leader in the field. And I was astounded when it was revealed how long he's been famous off that one thing. I know. I know he sold over a million books in some silly amount of countries. But um, the other part of that too is that my stunned silence was also the fact that he was a good speaker. Um, you only had to ask a question and he was off on a 10-minute rant. So um, uh, it'd be interesting. So that was kind of interesting. Whether you like the interview or not, um, listeners can go over and have a listen. But um, couple of things. Um, he is a famous person within the world of business and, and productivity. I was amazed at how relatively easy it was to get an interview with him. And I'm finding this more and more with with getting interviews with, with well-known or celebrated people. Uh, and the other part is that, um, I forgot what the other part is, but he also was- He did um, that in the interview too, did you notice? What's that? He forgot what one of the questions was that he was yeah, asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he kept on going off on tangents. <laughs> yes. Which is, yeah, between him and I, we're pretty good at that. <laughs> um, well, I want, I, I, you know, this is a good topic because I think that uh, we're telling people with their internet marketing to go and get expert content and I can relate this back to my interview recently with Noah Kagan. I'm really getting strong leverage from that by the way that I've syndicated it. That's what I. Was, that's the other point I was going to make. Um, sometimes it's interesting to pick your interview, your guest, uh, on the amount of leverage you can get from them. And I know that may sound as though it shouldn't be the way you pick your guests, but if you can get a guest that has got good stuff to share, and you can get leverage from them, like getting them to share it on their networks, which they do, then you've hit a winning formula. Yeah, so I mean, part of building your brand is to, I guess, stand on the shoulder of giants. But once you associate with them, I, I think that's why you're finding it easier to get good interviews. I, I want to ask you, what's the process you go through to get interviews like that on your show? Do you know, I'd love to, I'd love to say it's complicated and very involved, but I'll give you an example. Um, the ty- And, I, and I'll, I'll reveal the process. Um, the Titanic's pretty hot at the moment, right? 100 years. 3D. 3D. Um, and I had, I was reading, I saw somewhere, it might have been on the news or one of my sons or someone might have said to me, hey, do you know you can actually go down the bottom of the ocean in a submarine, a little submarine, and see the Titanic? I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. I'd like to do that. So I Google it. And I find this is this is Sunday just gone. What's today? Tuesday. So this is three three days ago. So I Google it, and sure enough, there's a company in LA that sells tickets to go to the bottom of the ocean and have a look at the Titanic. So I send this guy an email who runs the company on Sunday morning. He's in contact with me Sunday night, and I'm interviewing him tomorrow about how you market tours to see the Titanic. Well, I think. Uh- are you going for the what's in it for him, that he gets in front of all these listeners and that it's a marketing channel for him? 
Of course, I say it's the number one uh, according to iTunes. Yeah. Well, it's I wanted to one. point that out because I think that might be the missing part there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. It, it wasn't like, oh, shit, you've no, you, got an you email put, from put Tim what Reed. the customer wants. You know, could you handle more submarine sales? You can. I, I don't even say that. I let them make that. I, the email, and I could pull it up, but I can pretty much remember what it says. It's like, hi, it's Tim Reed here. I host, um, according to iTunes, I host the number one small business marketing show in Australia. Um, I've got a, I've got a, a, a large, I've got a large audience of motivated small business owners. Um, you've got a great product that I'd love to hear more about, or you've got a great marketing story, or what, whatever it is they've got um, that I'd like to hear more about. Would you like to come on and share it? I'll give them a link to one or two episodes that I've done in the past that I think they may be interested in. Um, so there's another little tip, I suppose, and that's it. And then, actually, what I do, mate, is is I actually I try to be quite specific. I, I don't leave it open ended. I actually say, look, a couple of things. I'm on the other side of the world, so I'm operating GMT plus ten, and um, it'd be good to get a time that's usable for, by both of us. So how about you know at the start of the day or the end of the day? And I even propose a couple of dates. Okay, so. You've got this guy to do the interview. You put it up on the podcast. It's in iTunes. It's on the blog. And then you broadcast your email list about the episode. How much are you leveraging after that? Not enough. Should we talk about that? Sure. Love to. Okay. So um, what I do, so once once the, once the I've got an interview done and it's all edited, I'll put it up on the show notes just like you and I do. Um, it, it's a, you should then tell me how you leverage freedom motion because you're the one who leverages freedom motion. But um, what I do with small business, big marketing is I put it up on the show notes, put it out on Twitter, put it out on Facebook, put it out on LinkedIn. And I, and I do dedicated um, messages for each of those because the LinkedIn message is different to the Facebook message is different to the, the tweet. Um, I then... Um, I then always send a link to the guest and say, hey, your interview is live. Would you mind shouting it from the rooftops and, and give them some ideas as to how they could actually um, get some uh, get it out there for, for me? And they want to share the fact that they've been interviewed generally. Um, I continue to tweet about it. So I look at maybe – I look for different angles within the interview. So there might be three, four, five different angles that I can tweet about in regards to the one interview. Um I SEO it, so I just make sure the metadata and it's all pretty good and Luke's been fantastic on kind of coaching me through that because that's always been a bit of a minefield. But um, I know, you know, even look, Traffic Grab was one of the main reasons I spent time looking at Traffic Grab was to kind of leverage the podcast and I, I, I kind of I would love to think I could do a press release every episode, do a YouTube video every episode and... Even start to get it offline. Oh, it gets uploaded to Flying Solo, which is an online community. Um, yeah, so that's as that's as much leverage as I give it, James. And in, and I'd like you to maybe you know tell me what you do with Freedom Ocean, and maybe tell me what I should do with small business. But um, just in what I said then, um, it still manages to consistently, and I mean daily rank in the top three, often number one on iTunes for marketing podcasts. So even with that, what I'd consider to be a relatively small amount of leverage, it does okay from that point of view. Right. So there's a few things there. One is 
these are the angles I'd love to flesh out. One is the the full process and system that you can do. Two is are you measuring the right thing? And three, um, <laughs> three is have you standard? Have you got a standard operating procedure for these steps? Because oh, you said you are going to make well, me look like a fool. No, no, I'm, I'm not actually. <laughs> you know what? I, I just did this for my Silver Circle members. Was I actually created a standard operating procedure for them for this process called authority leverage, and I put it inside the membership. And the feedback was so good that I decided to make a little info product out of it. And it's a Tim-sized product. It's 11 minutes long. <laughs> and I've put that up for sale now. So we could put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, but that's what you sent me the other day, yeah, with the... Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. The, the video and uh, the yep. map. That is the process. And I'll give a couple mm. of tips from that that we may not have covered so far. And one is definitely do a press release. When you get a hot author or a hot name as an interview target, do a press release about it. I had uh, 99 Twilerts when I woke up today for the Noah Kagan press release. What's a Twill alert? Twilert, it's a Twitter alert, like Google ah, alert. Gotcha. It's a great service. You can plug in your keywords and it'll send you uh, an email pointing to all the t- tweets that have your keyword in it mm-hmm. uh, or, or off your own um, name, for example. It's a good thing to monitor for reputation. Yep. Another thing that you can do is you could actually turn your small business big marketing blog into a weekly digest, a PDF. And we haven't done this with Freedom Ocean, but it's probably something we should do is we could have it automatically from the RSS feed of the blog, turn it into a PDF document and automatically submit that to Scribd. That's S-C-R-I-B-D. And mm-hmm. we need a service to do that called ZinePal, Z-I-N-E-P-A-L. Mm-hmm. So that service will take the RSS feed and it will turn the blog into an EPUB, a Kindle, a PDF, and it can automatically submit that to a Scribd account, which is a PR8 site, has lots of readers. And I noticed that I get a 150, 160-odd readers per PDF, which is a weekly PDF for my internet marketing speed blog. Scribd is a PR8, is a PR8 site? Yes, so it'll be on the wow. homepage when you publish that for, yep. for a brief second. But aside from that, it's actually really getting a, another catchment area separate to iTunes, so you've, you've got a little bit of your Google SEO covered, you've got a little bit of the Apple iTunes covered, but get in front of the people who consume information-rich uh, documents, which is what Scribd is all about. It's a PDF document sharing site. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I did with the Kagan interview was um, we did turn it into a YouTube video. We took the audio and made pictures and we put it out there, uh, which makes it really easy to embed both on your blog and also on Facebook. When you embed something in Facebook, a YouTube video, it actually is playable inside Facebook and people don't, they don't like to leave Facebook. So you can actually have that message right there inside where they're at. And anyone can embed that inside a community or a forum. And so forum owners, for example, quite often like to take good quality content, embed it for their own members, which I certainly do. I go and put it into my own forum. Even though it's out there on the internet, uh, part of creating value for members is to collect and gather information and put them all into one spot to make it um, a, sh- a shorter time required for someone to stay on top of topics because they can just log into one place, get really good information instead of having to search around and find it out there for free. 
Can you just go back to the press release? Because that's one thing that I think is a bit of a, a gap in the way I leverage my show. We don't do press releases for um, Freedom Motion either, do we? Uh, we don't currently yeah, I, do them, but you might have done. We could, if we ever went and interviewed someone famous, it would would be yeah. an automatic thing. In in my team, if we bring in an external expert, that will trigger a press release. It's part of our standard operating procedure. So, is that does that involve going to PR Web and buying a a, a PR Web Advanced package, which is about two or three hundred bucks, isn't it? It's two hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, it it would ordinarily for for our average listener, yes, that's what would happen. But right. if you're doing a lot of these, then you would get some sort of bulk package. Uh, you know, if you're a wholesale buyer like us, we we buy a lot. Yep. Of, we do press releases every day, uh, so we we can't afford to pay the retail price. What we want to do is we want to get a bulk deal. We want to go and negotiate and say, look, we'll buy six a day. Give us a mm-hmm. special deal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, PR Web is, is is it the place to go for online press releases? I think so. Um, yeah, you, you know we're consistently seeing five thousand republishes of these things as a that's amazing. That's a baseline thing. So yeah, in in this post panda world uh, for SEO for for our listeners who are listening to the last episode, you would know that you want to get links from all different websites coming to your website that shows Google that your website is important and interesting. And when you're getting links from sites like yahoo.com, you know that Google's not going to de-index yahoo.com. Hopefully they're not. So that link's going to stick. And aside from the fact that you're getting links, which might push your website up in the search results, you're also getting a lot of traffic. You're getting people from Facebook and Twitter. And I could literally go to my live chat my little stealth tool on my site and I can watch people coming from these sites onto my site and quite often they ask questions and especially for my wholesale services, they ask about um, service provision and they can turn into a a long-term high-profit customer because they're getting industry news and because industry newsletters target press releases by keyword, if if we say in the – if we were an ice cream manufacturing store and we put ice cream press release out there, then there's every chance that um, an ice cream related blog or ice cream industry news reporting service would pick that up and publish it in their newsletter. So it goes out to very targeted prospects and it also goes out to media outlets. So there's more reasons to do a press release than just for the SEO. Mm. Oh, we had, we had, um, I interviewed someone a few months ago that, um, they made a very, very simple product, James. I don't know whether I've told you this story. They make a product that you – it's for women who wear high heels. Yeah, I know. I've, I've listened to the episode. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And, and so it's a very benign product. They, they, they put, you put this bit of plastic on your, on your heel and it stops your, the heel from sinking into the grass when you're at the polo or the races. They did a press release. They used an online press release, um, and besides getting thousands of links back to their their online they got store, an interview. well, they did, no, actually the interview came because they approached us with a story, which I kind of liked. I like people who approach us with good marketing stories. They'll always get an interview from me. But um, what they did get was the people who were organising the Grammy Awards. Uh, rang them, not the Grammy Awards, the Emmy Awards, rang them and said, hey, uh, we've seen your story in the LA Times or whatever it might have been. Some One of the newspapers picked it up. Would you like to put your product into the show bag of every um, 
every guest at the Emmy Awards in Hollywood, and they and they did, and that was all nice. the result of a, a two hundred dollar press release. Well, that's it. The little little ripples can reach the edge of the pond, and that's what you're doing with a press yep. release. You keep throwing stones into the lake, and you make sure you get noticed. Mm. Yeah. So th- one of the things that's been holding me back on that was just simply the cost of, of um, and I didn't realise you could buy in bulk. So I might revisit that. But I do know, and and you know, the calibre of guests that I'm getting on my show, you know, it is good, um, and it will continue that way. I've got some some big ones coming up. So if the, if if Big name sell, then I better do a press release. We actually should do a show on if I if I had big if I had your small business big marketing uh, empire, I would be doing pre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be doing a press release every single day. Mate, if you had my small business big marketing empire, it would be an empire. It would be an empire. It'd be, <laughs> I know. I'd, I'd be. I'd buy. Uh, I'd buy a press release package that allows you to submit one per day, and I'd be hiring a full time press release writer whose uh, K, KPI is to submit one press release every single day of the year, including Saturday and Sunday, and that is a walk in the park. Really. Yeah, and would that be would that be in your top three leverage points for having a podcast? Yes, if it's a serious business, then yeah, then it's going you're going to get uh, so many links, so much PR. I mean, we do it for our own business, mm. and admittedly, we have a few different divisions, but it's certainly viable for one solid core. And if you were to go and consolidate some of the activities that you already do, you know, your workshops, your consulting, if you bring them all in under that SBBM brand, then mm. you could easily justify it. All you need to know is could you sell an extra $15,000 a year to justify the cost? And if the answer yeah, is right. yes, you'll probably you'll probably make an extra 100000 on top. Hmm. Because fifteen thousand bucks a year is what it's going to cost to buy and write a press release every day of the year. Yep, you'll do it for less mm. than that. Mm. How else do you um, give me some other leverage points? And the other one thing I didn't mention when I talked about how um, I leverage my show is that I, of course, have a list, and um, they're the first people to hear about it. So whenever um, I'm about to launch a, a new episode. And just the same as Freedom Motion. If you're on the Freedom Motion list, um, you'll be the first to know when a new episode goes live. At live, and same with my other show. So that's important. I've actually been actually it's a great discussion. I'm liking this. Um, one of the things that I've been doing, uh, <laughs> well, contemplating I'm glad, recently. I'm glad. That's a lucky. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That's right. Little little session. Um, one of the things I've been contemplating lately is Aweber sent out an interesting email last week talking about how. They, they, they shared a case study of a registration form on the homepage of a website that hadn't been changed for three years and then the owners of the website made some changes to it and, you know, the old story, it increased it increased registrations tenfold or whatever it is. And um, it got me thinking because um, my, my convert, on smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, my conversion is pretty low from... You know, um, from people, the amount of people that visit that site on a monthly basis to the amount of people that sign up, I think it's disgraceful. Uh, and it's, so, but it excites me because there's a huge amount of room for improvement. And I know that the registration forms one of those areas. So I've got a question for you. What Aweber was suggesting were they they their their new 
their new registration form in this case study was quite complicated. It said, you know, here are the seven reasons you should sign up at this site. And then it actually linked off to another page that fleshed out the seven reasons. But, you know, the proof was in the pudding. It worked. So it's kind of like, well, there's one way of going. Another way of going is there's another podcaster that shall remain nameless. But what he does is when you go to his site, the very first thing that you see is a field that says, give me your email and I'll give you access to my site. Um, and then b- then below that in, in small type, it says, you know, no thanks, just let me in. So you don't have to give your email to get in, but it looks as though you do unless you look hard. You got a view on either of those? Yep. Well, obviously you should test things because we could have a hypothesis, but we have to prove it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, is a lot around email framing. You know, who's coming to your site? What are you promising? What are you going to do with them once you've got their details? Um, thirdly, yeah, I have tried the approach where I have a banner effectively on the home page that sends people to a squeeze page, and that does actually lift my conversions. Uh, so I had the same sort of results as that other one. And in regards to squ- squeezing like an automatic blocker, uh, I first saw that four years ago, Joe Mercola was doing it on his health site with light boxes. Mm-hmm. You can't see the content until you enter details. And I think AppSumo do the same thing. Yeah, but, they do. Uh, what he told me uh, on my podcast, so it's not a secret, is that they were measuring emails as their number one metric, but it wasn't the right thing to measure. I don't I don't obsess about collecting huge freebie lists. I'm more interested in resonating with someone who wants to be there and uh, that they want to stick around. And at least you've got some some way of comparison. You can go and compare the email conversions on Freedom Ocean to your other blog, and you can also mm-hmm. compare the open rates and click through rates um, between the two. So you can have a a, a comparison point. And I, I got to say the the open rates for our free podcasting email list is pretty strong. Yeah, it's pretty high. It blows most people away. They, they really can't believe those sort of numbers. And mm. that's, that's with our – I've only done the, the most um, minimal cleansing of that list. I haven't actually done the, the step that I would normally do. I sent you an email before I would do that. But that's just cleaning out people who never open an email, which is such a small fraction in our case. I think it was around 100 people only, who haven't opened emails for about five months and, and that was it. But everyone else opens the emails. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, my uh, open rates on on small business big marketing and I haven't got freedom motions in front of me, but like if I look at my the last episode that I sent out uh, prior to the one this morning because it won't be a true reading yet, people generally get home and open them at night, but um, I've got a 58% open rate on on the last episode and a click-through rate of 5.9%. Right. Well, the open rate's pretty strong. Anything yeah, over strong. anything over 25% um, for a largest list is pretty good Yep. because that's the average and yep. the open rate will be about 5 or 6%. So your, yeah, op- okay. your open rate is about right. It's like an industry, just an industry average for, for bulk email. Mm-hmm. But the... I think if you did a little bit of cleaning up, there's some little tricks you can do. I don't know if you want to cover those to just just to tweak it a bit. 
Um, the first thing is, and I don't know if your package has this enabled, but it is in mine, you can resend the unopens with a different subject line and different yep. first line. Yep. In fact, you could resend the opens uh, as well if you want, um, if, if there's something to buy and they didn't buy, you can send the ones who didn't buy if you're using list rules. Mm-hmm. In your case with the podcast, you leave everyone there, so you can't do that. But it's just a simple technique. Change this, just segment the unopens and resend it with a different subject line and a different first line. And if those segments, if those segments don't open, then you may have an unresponsive list. I've got the ability in my Aweber to, <clears throat> I can send directly to the people who open the message. Yep. I can't see anywhere where I can send to people that haven't opened the message. Right in mine, it sh- it shows the uh, the stats. It's the enhanced package, and you get um, ah. you can just toggle that switch to unopen where it says open. You can toggle it to unopen, yeah, right. and just segment those, and then you send resend it with a different subject. So if you have a deadline, so say in my case, right, I'm launched my fast web formula membership today is the launch day, and I've got a specific deadline for. Uh, loyalty coupon. And I could probably, I, I should, it'd be pertinent to hit the unopened segment a few days out from the deadline saying, hey, you know, I'm worried that you're going to miss out on this because it's, you know, it's in their interest and my interest for us to send that. So I'll resend. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I suggest you try is a, a give them something for free. <laughs> One of the best subject lines I've sent lately was free um, beer. No, it was. I sent it to the so a product list of one of my products, and the subject was line was was how to get um, such and such product version two for free, and it had a survey link. Yep. And I got a massive open rate and a, a massive amount of surveys from it, and so it was highly effective. And uh, obviously, it has to be legitimate and relevant and create value, but that will shake out some people who might have gone a little bit cold or a little bit unresponsive. From memory, the open rate was a bit higher than the previous email that I'd sent to the same list. So you want to wake them up again. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. called reactivation. Uh, There is so much you can do. And I know that that comes back to team. Like I've I've, I've got a list. Um, my Evernote is growing by the hour in terms of some of the things that I can do, and it's going to grow even longer after this chat. Um, it's hard to prioritise what to do. Like the, for me, testing those two registration forms would be a great thing to do. But then there's a whole there's a whole design thing there. Um, there's but the, you know what then, is, you've just got to work out what. Uh, it really, it all comes down to this. Think about all the options that you've got right now that you're aware of. I mean, there'll always be things popping up that you're not even aware of, like you don't know what you don't know, for example. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've got that three and a half metre long whiteboard. If I was in your situation, if I'd just taken over a business and I've done this a few times, I'd write down the business, I'd write down the current situation and then on the other side of the board, I'd write down um, what I'd like the desired situation to be. And then in the middle, that's the bridge. That's the gap. Mm-hmm. You just write the action steps. So if your current email subscription list was 20,000 subscribers, right, and you'd like it to have 100,000, then one of then you would have an action item, uh, test opt-in form, um, add press releases, uh, and drive to a dedicated squeeze page. 
you know, they're the action items to get that result. And then you basically prioritize the the results you want. So you got you might have your email list as one result that you want. You might have an income requirement for for um, related products from that core business, like workshops or information products. So you write the now situation. It could be zero. You write the desired situation and the bridge will be, I need to run a workshop. So in my case, mm-hmm. I just go and pull out the calendar. I put a date in it and I run the workshop. I just, I put, I announce it. I, I put it up there. I put a payment option. People buy it. It's done. Okay. And then just work your way. So then work with the biggest. Work your way back. Just go for the biggest low-hanging fruit. There's some things you'll never get to. I still haven't got to uh, email. I haven't got to physical mail of my customers, which I could have done any time in the last seven years. I still haven't got to postcards or direct response mail, which I think would enhance my profitability. Mm-hmm. I still have sites where I haven't fleshed out the freebie newsletter, news tips sequence, you know, properly. But I keep finding big, low-hanging fruit that it's just like a no-brainer to, you know, Mm. that I'm focusing on and the rest of it just until I get the team geared up, it's not going to happen. But each week, each month, you move a bit closer to being able to get that leverage. So in the last week, Mm. I've now got uh, my team – and especially the, the the fabulous girl who does the Freedom Ocean project with us, she's so unbelievably black belt ninja that I can write a technical email to her and put a little Jing video with it, and she can she can set up entire websites and memberships and autoresponders and payments and embedded media. What in, yeah, in just hours? With automation rules, passing, uh, encoding. Oh, I, sp- I suppose you're going to tell me she can do Nanocast as well. Mate, she can do Nanocast <laughs> as well. But here's, she'll, she'll, set up the, she'll set up an optimised press site. She'll set up landing yep. pages, squeeze pages, a newsletter, a VIP customer list. She'll set it all up in Nanocast with payment options, affiliate options, banners, and mm. she'll then go and get the media and embed it with the sharing options, the correct, Link. And I'll actually write this in just in uh, line on for the first time. And then the last line is, please create an SOP for this, which means next time it's just do the same as the last one, except mm-hmm. this time we're going to use this price. This is how much we pay affiliates. So she's th- that's why I'm creating a product a week at the moment. I'm putting mm-hmm. more content out and more products and services in the last two weeks than I did in, in the last six months. Uh, we've we've come out with about five websites and four or five products. We even I even got back to the old days and did an affiliate campaign in the last weekend, uh, which was really fun to just go and tr- wheel out an old business model that I haven't done for ages, and I was able to do it uh, with the help of the team and uh, and just basically proving concepts that we talk about on this show. Just, it, what, is, is that why you did it, to prove a concept, or you actually yeah. came across a niche that needed a bit of affiliate love? Well, okay, my default position is that I always document something to prove a concept So because right. I can always learn something from a good or a bad yeah. campaign, okay? So that's default position. But, yes, I found a product that I absolutely uh, thought was incredible value, uh, from an author who I uh, really respect and have met, whose uh, product solves problems of my target audience, um, and because I made a product the week before, you know the uh, the authority leverage product, mm-hmm. I thought 
before I release it for sale, I'll use it as the bonus in this thing. And so I, I did a little mini campaign, which took about two hours in total. And it was hugely successful. And I've taken screenshots of everything, all of the conversion metrics, the exact what I did. And I'll turn that into a little product now. I'm finally going to do the product that I've been putting off for years, uh, which is teaching people how to take their existing product or service and make money from it as a bonus selling somebody else's product. Hmm. Buy with bonus. Buy with bonus. That that's the exact principle, but uh, and the product will be called affiliate pounce. But you know, I have years and years and years of experience with this particular strategy. But I just thought I'll just wheel out the the smallest of small campaigns, literally uh, like a two minute video, face to camera, upload to Wistia, embed on a page, send it to four old lists of freebie customers, and post it onto Facebook once and see what happens. And boom, it worked worked really well. Can I tell you one little thing I've added to my website, which has got nothing to do with what you just said, but I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I've been looking for something that allows listeners, and we should put this on free to motion, by the way. I'm telling you about it now for the first time. And and Pete Williams, uh, our friend Pete Williams, told me about this. It's a little plug-in that you can put on your site. It sits on the right-hand or the left-hand side, just like your little feedback, oh, is this feedback the, the te- tag. Tell us something. Send us a voicemail. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on both of your sites. I just think it's fantastic. So all you have to do is you go to it, you click on it, it opens up a big red button on your screen and you hit record. You send me a message, a voice message, uh, hit stop. It then says, what email address do you want to send this to? Uh, no, sorry, it then says give us your email address and um, it sends you a copy, so you've got a copy of it, and it sends the podcaster. Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. I installed that on our Freedom Ocean blog when we built it. Yeah. Be- because when you first came up here, we recorded a, a little Timbo recorded message. Yep. And we are going to pop pop a little prompt for people to leave a message on the site. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you ever sent it to me. The message, yeah. I have to do Remember that. We this, recorded this one doesn't even. No, I know, I know. But we were, we were going to put a little player on the site saying "leave a message," and and I had a plug in that recorded messages from the web user. But I mean, this sounds like a, a better version of it anyway. Well, I've already had. It's been up for less than a week. I've had two listeners send me questions. The reason I wanted it was to get feedback and, but more importantly, get questions from listeners, uh, recorded messages. I get a lot of um, email questions that we answer on the show. We do it on on this show and my other show, but um, there's something nice about having a recorded message from a listener. So um, anyway, that was pretty cool. I'll have to send you. It's called, um, it's called I think it's called Speak Pipes, weird name, speakpipes.com or something like that. Very um, nice. Mate, we've um, oh, we could keep raving. This is good. This is good, but we are running out of time. And, well, I got um, I want you, one more then, just to wrap us up. I, I know you have, and it's a really important one. No, no, and it's not the one you think. Oh, okay. This is a wild card. Are you ready? Well, the other we started with a wild card. We didn't plan to have that. This is a wild around. episode. It's just wild. Yeah, um, we're just crazy. <laughs> 
seriously, the tip that I gave today in the episode is so huge that people should be gobsmacked that we would share it in a free podcast. And I'll let people figure out which tip it was, but it's in, in, there. in this in in this episode. As I was saying it, I was thinking we should delete it. So I'm gonna let it go, but Ooh. it's something that that is highly valuable. Anyway, back okay. to the wild card. I was yeah. out to lunch the other day for a forum meetup, which I. I we basically have them in all different states and I went to the Sydney one and yeah, the people were talking about freedom ocean and I just wanted to address this with you. Mm. They said, you know, how long can Tim go asking questions and you answering them without him, uh, you know, running out of questions because he now knows everything or unless you're a crap teacher. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, should we talk about the premise and, and uh, where it's actually at and, and uh, you know, how would you address that question? Gee, that's an episode in itself, mate. It's a fantastic question. Do we you could really save want it to up for next? Yeah, we'll save it up for next time. We could even. Get oh, some I think it's a fantastic. I think absolutely. Do you think that the listeners secretly know that you're doing quite fine with with the stuff, and that I guess you're sort of stuck in that asking question mode? Oh, we're we're maturing now. We're getting closer to that forty mark. Mm, we are. We are so. We, two things. We're going to answer that question in the next episode because it's a great question and I think what you and I will do is actually do another episode very quickly, uh, maybe even tonight. <laughs> but, you're a tease. You're a tease. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, the, the second part of that is, oh, there's so many parts of that. Um, we, we are so far from maturing. Um, the student here, Tim, me, uh, there's plenty of questions there's plenty of questions left and there is a point where the premise of the show will change and I'll, I know what that is and I'll share it with you in the next episode, James. Cool, because I never really know what's happening until we roll. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. All right, mate. Well, listen, um, what, a, what a great uh, – that was a great chat. I really enjoyed that. I hope the listeners did too and um, I know um, – you, I also want to spend time in the next episode talking about your the whole membership site which you're launching today. Uh, which listeners, if you if you're listening like soon, like this show will be out in two or three days. But um, go to freedomocean.com and there will be a rather large banner there that's promoting James's new membership site. And if you don't join it, you've got rocks in your head. That's all I'm going to say. We'll talk about it in some depth next episode, James. Well, I'll see you then. All right, mate. Thanks, Love your Timbo. work. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>